0: Welcome back to Standout Medical Careers, the series of conversations with doctors and healthcare industry experts about medical career motivations, choices, challenges, and fulfillment. I'm Anita Fletcher. In today's episode, we meet Charlotte Bradshaw. Charlotte is the CEO and founder of Evrema Technologies. As a subject matter expert in the field of patient recruitment, Charlotte's industry experience spans over a decade. She has a mind for identifying customer facing problems and is passionate about building innovative solutions to increase awareness and participation in trials. She co-authored a journal article with CTIQ on the recruitment barriers and enablers for sites and has successfully raised venture capital to establish and grow the business. Evrema has numerous accolades from programs including HCF Catalyst, Deloitte Tech Fast 50, AFR Fast Starters and the RACGP Pitchfest. Charlotte is an advocate for collaboration and continuous improvement to the benefit of everyone involved in clinical research. In this interview, Charlotte shares with us how doctors and researchers can work together more effectively to expand opportunities for contributing to research through conducting clinical trials. Before we hear about Charlotte's work, I'd like to remind you that if you want notifications when I release a new episode, sign up for my monthly newsletter. Go to the Standout Medical Careers website, standoutmedicalcareers.com.au. Hello, Charlotte, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast, Anita. Good to be here. Great. Great to see you. Okay, so... First of all, where did the name Evrema Technologies come from? So Evrema means discovery or seek in ancient
1: Greek. And it's really about discovering new therapies, new treatments, as well as patients for uh, clinical trials.
0: Right. Okay. Thank you. And um, what led you to this work and what are the objectives of your business?
1: So, for me, it was a bit of a light bulb idea many years ago when I worked in a clinical research organization. And my remit at the time was to help recruit patients for various different trials. And I saw firsthand how challenging that was because you need it's almost like recruitment um, for jobs. You've got your candidates pool, and then you have your um, job description, and you need to match each criterion to the patient's or in that case the, the person's abilities so for a trial there might be 30 to 50 different inclusion or exclusion criteria You need to go through an extensive medical history really understand the patient narrative and match that person to a trial so it's almost like needles in haystacks and after spending some some time in an organisation and seeing how challenging that was, I thought, well, there has to be a better way. And then in 2019, I founded Avrima to really start to build out solutions to support patient identification and qualification to trials.
0: Mm, fantastic. So how does your process of patient recruitment work? So with Avrima, we've got a series of different products
1: and solutions we're really looking at different referral pathways. So rather than hoping that a patient will walk through the doors and they'll be completely eligible, which is often the case, you know, researchers are very optimistic about their particular uh, project. But in reality, you know, people need to meet very specific criteria. So at Avremo, we've built software that integrates into practice management systems in the primary care sector. we also have partnerships into other healthcare professional um, pathways such as pharmacy or areas where people such as clinicians or patients may be interacting so now what we're bringing to research is is a larger pool of potential participants that may meet their trial criteria
0: great that sounds fantastic and uh and hugely beneficial and it makes me even more curious about your technology um and so as we met at the Wonka conference hosted by the RACGP how can the approach that you offer assist GPs in particular who want to broaden their research activities
1: yeah it's a really great question Anita so lots of GPs um Obviously are very time poor, but they're very focused and passionate about getting better patient outcomes for their caseloads. What we're endeavouring to do here is bigger than just a FREMO or just one trial, it's actually integrating and embedding research as a care option in general practice. Mm-hmm. So we know that there are there are many, many trials that are being conducted on existing treatments to see if there's a, a better mm-hmm. option out there, or it could be a brand new. Um, therapy. So what we're looking for GPs to do is to be able to be aware of research that might be an option for their patient. It means that if they've got patients that perhaps have exhausted all their conventional therapies and they're out of options, that a trial might be that option for them to consider. And they don't necessarily need to be um, very severe cases of a condition. A lot of the research we do are for everyday people that may have um, pain or they may have mild asthma or they may have atopic dermatitis and it's a great opportunity for GPs to increase their skills, increase their exposure, increase their profile and get involved in an industry that's um, really primed for GPs to be
0: involved. Mm, That sounds fantastic and you know, it really is of interest to me because I I think about the way a lot of GPs work and a lot of GPs sort of tell me that they they feel you know they've they've got a kind of smaller network often um, within their workplace as opposed to someone who's working in a larger hospital setting. So even the benefit of um, this, it's sort of to me, it's sort of like essentially joining a network, a professional network to. Expand, as you say, their research interests and support their patients in a another way. And it would be
1: uh, worth noting, Anita, as well that the research that we're talking about is commercially funded. So GPs and practices will actually get remunerated for their time and for their participation. We're not talking about doing something in you know their own time that's not billable. Um, there is absolutely a the commercial element to this as
0: well so they're not out of pocket oh that's fantastic thanks for you know highlighting that point Charlotte because uh, that's the other feedback I get from GPs or their comments about the fact that they do a lot of um, work outside of the hours that they're paid for um, so that's another massive draw card I think for people to get in in touch with you um, and can you please outline for us three or more of the key challenges that exist for research, for researchers who are conducting clinical trials? So the reason that I founded the company is to really
1: approach and solve for the biggest challenge in clinical research, which is patient recruitment. So 80% of trials are delayed due to patient recruitment challenges. And if you add all of that time up and all of those delays, that means that treatments are not getting to market, which means that they're not getting into the hands of people that really need it. So what we really want to do is be able to accelerate that clinical development program at scale. And one way that we can do that is by embedding it in the general practice or primary care sector. Mm -hmm. So that's the first challenge. The second challenge is... How do we do this quickly and nimbly and make sure that we've got the right patient cohort? We've got a study that meets, um, is a good fit for GPs or for the participant. And this, one of the other challenges that we have, and again, this is a benefit for GPs to be involved, is that a lot of traditional trials are in a tertiary centre, which means that patients need to travel possibly hours to get to that study. So what we'd love to see more of is research in a primary care setting where a participant might just go to their local GP. They don't have to travel hours and hours. That's something that's really exciting, and I think we'll see a lot more of that um, in years to come. But it's a big shift in the way that we think about trials, how the protocol design is developed, and how do we operationalize something like that.
0: Mm. That's fantastic. So you really answered my next question, which was about where some of the opportunities exist. Um, And then from there, I wonder, so how do you then operationalise that um, and work together with practice owners, practice managers, clinical trial managers? How do you bring everyone together?
1: Yeah, exactly right, Anita. I think it is a big collective effort. We will not see a shift with just one organisation or one part of the industry. We all need to work together. Um, So for Avrima's perspective, we really do take that collaborative approach. So one thing that's really important to us and our team is to be able to have those conversations with practices around what are their existing capabilities, what are the challenges that they foresee in running clinical research, where do they need support, how can we connect them to the right organisations that can help them on that pathway? Um, What we see is GPs are often interested, but they haven't got the tools or they haven't been made aware of how to run research that's compliant, that makes it easy for them to run it as well as their existing practice. So there are a few different um, organisations that can help bring all of that together. And then the Mm -hmm. other piece that I think is really exciting going into 24 and beyond is how we can sell Australia as a great clinical research destination. So there is a lot of opportunity to conduct research in Australia that perhaps is going to other countries at the moment. So if we get more GPs involved and more practices are ready and willing and able to run that research... Not only are we creating more job opportunities and career pathways, but we're actually bringing in more research
0: into the country that could be going elsewhere today fantastic and so apart from speaking with you, is there any are there any other contacts or organizations that you direct people to for GPS in particular
1: I think it's worth speaking with their existing um, networks, but it's there are a couple of different industry networks if they want to understand a little bit more about what's happening in the research space. There is an um, organisation in New South Wales called Bio New South Wales. There is a national group called Oz Biotech, And then another one is called ARCs. So ARCs run a, an annual conference. These are the kind of um, industry bodies that people can reach out to and understand a little bit more about what's happening in the industry. Um, there is another organisation called SAPRO Consulting and that particular organisation helps activate GP practices as well, so worthwhile checking out their website too.
0: Okay, great. I think I met someone from SAPRO at the conference. Great, And we'll provide the links to each of those organisations in the notes of the, um, the podcast as well. Terrific. And um, so now would you like to share any new projects that lie ahead for Everima Technologies in 2024? Well, it's really exciting, Anita.
1: We don't have anything to announce just yet, but I know that the team are working on some very interesting um, challenges in the industry and solving that through things like AI. Um, So more to come on that next year, but not quite ready to reveal it. I will say though that um, what we're really passionate about is being able to run more research in local communities. So it won't just be about technology, it's very much about building those relationships and that trust and that engagement at a community level. So very interested to have those conversations with anyone that would like to reach out um, around their particular community. And for us, it's about running research that could be virtual or it could be a hybrid model. So we might have traditional sites in a hospital setting or in a a clinic, um, but also equally we can run that research in the home or we can run it via telehealth. So I think Mm. what's exciting, and it's not just Avrima, but as an industry, I think we'll start to see a lot more of this come through in years to come, and that's where I feel Avrima has a, a strong position to support.
0: That's fantastic, Charlotte. And this is why I asked you to come on when we met, because I think a lot of people think about research having to be conducted in a particular sort of environment. Like people often think labs. Uh, but as you say, there are so many different settings where the information can be collected and shared with the right people. So I think it's wonderful what you're doing here. Um, So thank you very much for sharing your time and telling us some more about um, the assistance that's available for for people who want to conduct clinical trials across Australia. And how can people uh, learn more about you or get in touch with you? So the best way for anyone to reach out is on LinkedIn. Um,
1: I'm very much available on LinkedIn. You can private message me or connect with me. And then our website as well, um, avreema.com.au or avreema.com, and we will receive any inquiries, whether it's regarding how to run research or if a, a particular participant is interested in any of our trials or a particular company that's looking to sponsor research.
0: So we're happy to take any inquiries. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Charlotte, and all the best with your exciting new plans for the year ahead, and I'm sure we'll, ask you to come back on again so that we can get an update. Thanks so much, the chat. really appreciate Thank it.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Standout Medical Careers. If you like the episode or think it will be useful to someone else, please leave a review at podchaser.com. And if you've got any questions, let me know on LinkedIn at Standout Medical Careers. And remember, the better you articulate your story, the more you will stand out.